This is the Brighter Web Podcast, insights on growing a small business using the latest technology and marketing best practices. I'm Robert Carnes, and this is Mickey Mellon. Hey, good to be here, Robert. Looking forward to this one. Yeah, me too. So we're talking about email automations. So, so tell us, what are email automations? Well, really, they are preset workflows that are communicating with your audience, obviously, through email. You set them up one time, triggered based on basically preset criteria. If somebody signs up for my email list or if they purchase this product, and then you set, click activate, and it runs to its heart's content. So that can be a really good thing or a really bad thing, as we will get into in this episode. Yep. But some email platforms also call them like a customer journey because that's essentially what they're supposed to follow. They're supposed to signify each step of a customer, again, either starting in the funnel and signing up for your email list or getting towards the bottom of their journey and actually becoming a client or a customer. So you need to pay attention to the, each of those significant milestones and you can actually help a customer along their way by setting up some of these nice little uh, automated workflows. Awesome. So. I understand what they are. I've certainly seen them and we've obviously built them, but why why should someone use an email automation? Well, I like to think of three different reasons for using email automations, why it would benefit your business. For one, it helps you scale your work. Again, like I said before, you put in the work ahead of time. You write a couple emails, you figure out what the structure should look like, you set it up in your email marketing platform, whether that's MailChimp or ActiveCampaign or HubSpot. Most of those allow you to use these automations, but they, they help you scale your work, right? You're not having to send out each of these emails individually. You're able to set them up one time and let them run. So that's, that's one benefit. They can also personalize the email experience for your audience when done right. Mm -hmm. uh, they can get very complicated very quickly, but they also force you to think about each of those different steps that your audience has to take to do business with you. So you're, you're personalizing that experience by giving them touch points all along the way. And then the third reason I think using email automations correctly is beneficial is because they actually create consistency. You're not having to remember, oh gosh, I haven't emailed my customers in two years. You can create some consistent touch points with them to nurture your audience over time and potentially warm them up, right? You can share value with them so that they, they hear from you semi-regularly and, and get to know you and like you better. And then you can even educate customers who that actually bought a product that, hey, here's how to use this widget that we sold you. Here's how to get more value out of it. So those are really the three different benefits, the potential benefits that your business can get out of email automations. And I like to use the word warm them up because I think once they get warmed up though, it needs to become a human interaction. The automation is fantastic to get things started, but it has to lead to humans at the end. Um, I have a humorous example that'll be in our show notes of where I was dealing with a car dealership a couple years ago trying to trade in my car and that was just automation after automation and I would reply and never get a human. They would just send another automation and certainly I didn't do business with them. Even though they lured me in and I was willing to talk to them, they just, it has to lead to that human interaction. Um, this is, I think, where the from and reply to addresses are very important. I know you do a great job of that on ours where if someone gets any of our emails, if they reply, they get a human and that we can have a conversation with them. If you have a no reply address sending out email, which banks and other big institutions love to do, just don't do that. Like, it's just not a good look. I actually changed banks largely because of that. I used to be with a big bank that would say, nope, no reply, please call our 800 number and deal with this. And now I get a bank and it's from Ed and I hit reply and I say, thanks Ed for that. I have a question. And it, it's beautiful if you can have that human piece to it. So uh, love that. And of course, if you have that set up, make sure you have a human there that's able to respond when it comes in. So yeah, essentially an email automation is a robot, right? Mm -hmm. It's a little thing that you program to do what 
it you've told it to do, and they're really good at that, but they are not really good at following up or thinking right. for their own or being original. And so, like you said, connecting at some point to a human when the human that you're you're emailing has a question or follows up and says, "Hey, I thanks for sending me this email, but I really want to know about this." Stop the robot and make it get out of the way, and then you as a human step in because you're right. It's gonna otherwise it's gonna feel real impersonal and cold because it's a robot. We realize that and we deal with email automations all the time, but it can really, it can damage your reputation as a business if you're not careful with it. Yep, agreed. So where are some places you could use email automations? Like, do you think this sounds great in theory, but I'm not quite sure where I could plug it in. Where are some places you might might use this? Oh, absolutely. There's, there's seemingly an infinite number of ways you can benefit uh, from email automations, but there are four kind of specific series of emails that I like to think in terms of. So the first one is a welcome series. This is usually the easiest way to get started. Somebody signs up for your email list. You don't want them to just go months and months before hearing from you. Mm -hmm. Usually you want to immediately capture on that, hey, they're interested right now in hearing from me. So within the first hour or so, send them that first email that says, hey, thanks so much for your interest. Thanks so much for reaching out. Here's what you're, where you're gonna hear from us. Here's a little bit about who we are. You can break those out into a couple of different emails. We like to set up a, about a five series email over the course of a couple weeks from when somebody signs up and says, you know, thank you for signing up. Here's to our businesses. Here's how we can help you. Here's maybe a free resource for you for signing up. And then eventually you can spin them off into like your email newsletter or the broader email list. But that initial welcome series is so crucial because hey, they've they've shown initial interest, so you need to capitalize on that. Awesome. The next one, you've got a whole bunch here, so yeah. Sure. So the next one could be another huge milestone of, of a client is when they actually purchase a product, right? Or they sign up to be a client of your service. And so that's another opportunity to onboard them and, and send them a couple emails saying, hey, thank you so much again for your purchase or thank you so much for becoming a client of our business. Let me answer a couple questions. Here's what you can expect from doing business with us. Clearly they've shown interest. Clearly they are invested with your business. They are literally paying you money of some sort. So this is your opportunity to educate them, to help them become a better customer. And sometimes you can even send an email towards the end of this series that says, hey, you bought this product, but here's a couple other products that people also bought with this. Like here's other ways to become, you know, even more further invested with our business. So a client onboarding email series is another really good way to help warm people up and keep them invested. Yeah. yeah so the next one you have is audience milestones. Yeah. So uh, believe it or not, one of the most effective uh, email automations are those birthday emails that you get, mm. right? And right. I typically get a handful of those when my birthday rolls around every year, as it tends to do. And I don't know, it's funny. It Usually you just end up deleting them. But I don't know, studies show that those are actually some of the most opened and clicked on and replied to emails simply because it's very personal. You mm -hmm. obviously have to capture that person's birthday and put it into your system and say, hey, when this person's birthday rolls around, send them this email. Oftentimes restaurants or stores will send you a little coupon or a you know free queso bowl or whatever to go uh, obtain on your birthday. But because it's so personal and because it happens to everybody, everyone's got a birthday, it's a, usually a pretty easy one to hit. There are obviously other things like the anniversary of when you signed up as a client or the anniversary of when you bought that product. There's different milestones throughout the year. Holiday ones are another potential one, but of course, holidays roll around for everybody at the same time. So yep. we're recording this about a week from Christmas in 2021, and we are all getting bombarded with <laughs> lots of 
Black Friday emails. So sometimes you have to avoid some of those those big times during the year. But yeah, the personalized audience milestones are really good ones to hit as well. Yep, absolutely. It's interesting to me. I think email is such so much more effective for birthday things than social media because social media you just get buried with people wishing you happy birthday whether they know you or not and blah blah blah, say hey it's robert's birthday some people are okay cool happy birthday robert whoever you are versus email where you get relatively fewer and so Mm -hmm. that's why even personally i try not to wish people happy birthday on facebook or whatever i'll try to send them a text or an email or something a little more personal and that works great for automation too so yeah absolutely great and the last one here is re-engagement series. So I've also heard this referred to as a sunset series, which is another way of looking at it. But essentially, the, the trigger for this is somebody hasn't opened your emails in like six months or a year or something like that. They've, they've fallen off the map, which obviously all of these email platforms can show that. They show what engagement a customer has or lack of engagement with your emails. And so typically, if you can set up a, an email marketing series that says, hey, if they haven't opened any of our emails in, in this period of time, let's send them one intentional email that says, hey, we noticed you haven't really been engaged with us recently. Do you want to still get these emails? We'd love to pull you back in. Here's another couple articles that you could read. But if you don't want to get our emails anymore, we're more than happy to unsubscribe you automatically. And usually you want to give them a click to say, no, 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 I want to keep getting your emails because Sometimes people want to get emails and they're looking for that specific deal every year or something, but they're, they're just a lot more passive with their, their email uh, engagement. But a lot of people are like, yeah, I've, I've been meaning to unsubscribe from you, but I, I just don't have time to do that or whatever. But, and they might appreciate you actually cleaning them off of your email list, which benefits you. You're, you're actually keeping your email list healthy by only focusing on the people that are really engaged. So that's at the tail end of their potential customer journey with you. Again, it, it feels a little weird to kind of volunteer that somebody should unsubscribe <laughs> from your list, but that can actually be healthy for both you and uh, your audience. Yep, I like that one. And then the one you didn't list, and actually one we don't do those with the sales pipeline, like we talked about in the last episode, you can set up automations for that. If you have a, a cheap enough product and a high enough volume, it can make a lot of sense. If you have a SaaS product or something like that, some of those sales pipelines or automations can be fantastic for that. In our case, we have relatively few higher dollar leads. I'll have maybe at most a couple dozen I'm talking to. I want to make those personal, just one-on-one relationships. But in a lot of cases, a automation to your pipeline, which can talk to some of the services like Pipedrive and stuff saying, hey, if they open this email, move them to the next step in the mm-hmm. process. There's there's ways you can do that too. So depending who you are, that, that could be another option for an automation. I'm glad you mentioned that because we, I, I did not mention possibly one of the most popular and effect automated emails, which is the abandoned shopping cart. Email oh yes. There's for that. e-commerce stores that have a shopping cart that, oh, I'm gonna go put this book into my cart on Amazon. And you know, Amazon notices that, oh, I didn't purchase it. They you know, may follow up an hour or a day or a week later and say, hey, did you still wanna buy this? Like we noticed that you, you hadn't done that. That honestly for e-commerce businesses drives so much of what they do because I've seen different studies and research done, but it has a huge uh, success rate of actually getting people to follow back up, log back in, and then purchase that item because they're like, oh yeah, yeah, I did want to buy that thing, I just forgot about it. I got so, distracted by Twitter and yeah, off we went. <laughs> exactly. And, yeah, so, yeah. Exactly. So that is another great example of an automated series that doesn't apply to every business, but if it applies to you, it can be a really successful one to Absolutely. try. Absolutely. Great call. So if you have been, thank you for listening to this episode of the Brighter Web Podcast brought to you by Green Melon, a digital marketing agency. To help your business keep up with the latest digital marketing trends, check us out at greenmelon.com. You can also find show notes and more episodes at abrighterweb.com.